Hello everybody, it's Daniel here and this is our next Emotional English Podcast episode where we learn an English language effortlessly, emotionally, fulfilled with energy and of course, positively. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Uh, it's uh, finally me right here and I'm uh, announcing the next Emotional English Podcast episode where uh, I'm uh, reading the next part of our beautiful book, The Alchemist. And uh, before I start, I want to say a couple of words about my uh, uh, previous uh, experience, right? I uh, had um, gone through a very bad uh, scenario, so I've got sick, uh, had got sick lately. And uh, that is why I did have no podcast episodes uploaded. But today, I'm saying that I'm finally recovering greatly and uh, I'm ready to make a podcast episode today. For a couple more weeks, um, I had spent my time in the camp. It, uh, it's the special camp for kids who got sick uh, with uh, cancer and then who got recovered uh, from that disease. And then uh, uh, I was uh, like a kid's advisor there who was uh, helping kids and uh, making uh, their life uh, much more fun and interesting and uh, yeah so I'm so sorry uh, to be out of my podcast to be out of my hobby and to be out of my work uh, but finally I'm uh, ready to say that I'm finally back and uh, not so long time ago I had my first emotional English uh, event in Moscow I mean it's not first but uh, it's not last for sure uh, but what I want to say that it was amazing we had uh, a pretty nice, uh, you know, gaming uh, event because we had played many, many games, beautiful games uh, for communication, for uh, language learning and for uh, vocabulary, uh, vocabulary uh, revision as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so today we do uh, the same job. We read the next part of the Alchemist book. And uh, to be honest, I really want to read more for you guys and I will do it as more as I can. Um, and uh, I don't want to say just a lot of words. I just want to say that uh, my upcoming event from the 22nd of December, I moved to February 23rd uh, in Krasnodar. And uh, the two more events uh, are coming in 2024. It's the February, uh, uh, I mean, uh, January 25th uh, in Moscow uh, in, during the evening. And uh, another date is uh, February 10th. Uh, in Moscow as well. So I'm going to this camp again and um, in the beginning of my experience and in the end I'm planning to have these two beautiful emotional English clubs. So um, that's all for my news, that's all for my uh, um, ideas, uh, what I wanted to say at first, but now let's dive in. Uh, we had read some great parts of The Alchemist, uh, the part one, and uh, we discussed that there was a guy, there was a boy, right? His name was Santiago. Uh, he had a flock of uh, beautiful sheep, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, he uh, spent some time with their sheep. And now um, we finished at the schedule, right? So that uh, it was uh, he who had became um, accustomed to their schedule yeah so they uh, had spent uh, the night somewhere and uh, uh, the, the the guy the boy he was thinking about uh, sheep and uh, about himself 
about the schedule. And I want to continue this reading for you guys. And uh, I already see the next part, what I'm going to read for today. So I'm going to read uh, the second uh, part of this uh, chapter, uh, step by step, paragraph by paragraph. And if I see something interesting, something uh, uh, new or something not understandable, I'm trying uh, to uh, reread this part and be more concentrated. I will announce uh, the new vocab, we'll discuss it, I will simplify the text for you guys, and I'll make this text more understandable in English. And uh, yeah, I hope you would love it. And we can start, isn't it? So, let's begin. Um, but there were certain of them uh, who took a bit longer to awaken. And in this part, uh, the guy is still uh, in that place uh, when he uh, spent his night. And uh, there were certain of uh, sheep uh, who took a bit longer to awaken. And the boy uh, prodded them one by one with his crook, calling each by name. He had always believed that the sheep were able to understand what he said. So there were times when he read or read them parts of his books uh, that uh, had made an impression on him or when he would tell them of the loneliness or the happiness of a shepherd in the fields. Sometimes he would comment to them on the things he had seen in the villages they passed. That's the end of uh, the first paragraph of this part today. And the first word, what I see here is prodded, prodded. So the boy prodded them, uh, the boy uh, prodded uh, the sheep, right? Uh, so what is prodded, you can say. So without checking in the um, meaning section, so I want to say that um, it, it feels like awakening, right? So he was prodding, he was awakening, and yeah, it's very close. So he was poking with his crook. Uh, it's like touching, right? Prodding, uh, touching, and uh, pick, you know, like uh, poking uh, with the crook. Crook, uh, it's the thing uh, which uh, um, which pretty big, which is pretty big, and uh, the crook uh, is uh, more more like a little stick. And uh, in the end of this stick, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there is. Um, like um like a uh, like a hook you know in the end but hook is very small crook is bigger and it's more effective when you touch something bigger so and the boy he was uh awakening their sheep he was prodding them prodding the sheep and uh one by one not just all these sheep at once no one by one with his crook prodding, 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 touching and poking the sheep, calling each sheep by name. And he had always believed that the sheep were able to understand what he said. So they've got a pretty deep connection between sheep and him, he got, right? So there were times when he read them parts of his books uh, that uh, had made an impression on him or when he would tell them of the loneliness or the happiness or a shepherd in the fields. Sometimes he would comment to them on the things he had seen in the villages.
they passed. Yeah. Um, so if I want to say this uh, part in a very fast track, so I would say that uh, the guy is just saying that he was very, very close with these sheep. He was very connected with them. So uh, when he got some impression or when he got something interesting from their books or from his books, uh, he was ready to share this knowledge or his emotions with uh, his uh, sheep uh, and with his flock. Um, and uh, they've got uh, a very good connection, right? And uh, when he had some emotions related to his uh, traveling or related to the villages they had passed, so he was ready to share the emotions with the whole flock. Okay, that was the first paragraph. And uh, yeah, we discussed the part about prodded. Prodded, it's the same as uh, touching, poking, and the crook. It's a very big hook. Uh, and uh, probably uh, the crook uh, is on on the staff or uh, it's like a, uh, the big, big stick. Uh, he's using, uh, you know, all these shepherds, they use this uh, big, big stick just to control uh, the flock and uh, the crook is in the end so it's just uh, very handy you can put uh, the lamp on the top of it right you can uh, handle something there right I think uh, it makes sense why there is a crook or and not something else uh, but for the past few days he had spoken to them about only one thing the girl the girl the daughter of a merchant who lived in the village they would reach in about four days. He had been to the village only once the year before. The merchant was the proprietor of a dry goods shop and he always demanded that uh, the sheep be sheared in his presence so that he would not be cheated. A friend had told the boy about the shop and he had taken his sheep there. Okay, this is the end of the second paragraph. So let's go step by step and I'll comment each sentence right now. But for the past few days, he had spoken to them about only one thing. So he had been spoken with his uh, flock and uh, with his sheep uh, about one, one important thing for himself. It was the girl. So he was thinking of the girl. He had been thinking of the girl, the daughter of a merchant. The merchant, it's a person who is like a seller, but from the, um, let's say, medieval times, right? Medieval, it's the time of knights and shields and swords and kings and queens. The merchant is selling goods and buying goods, buying items, selling items. It's a merchant, the person who is like a seller nowadays. So a merchant um, probably is the owner of the shop as well. So a merchant who lived, um, so there was a girl, the daughter of the merchant who lived in the village, they would reach in about four days. So they're going to the special village, the special place, and there is a girl, uh, this girl is the daughter of a merchant who lived in that village. So he had been to the village only once, only one time the year before. And the merchant was the proprietor of dry goods shop. So that's a good, beautiful word. Proprietor. 
Uh, in my case, uh, what I think of this word, it could be uh, just the owner or somebody like this, and it is the owner indeed, the owner of a business or holder of a property, right? So he had a property, it's uh, his uh, shop, right? Uh, I guess it is true. So uh, this merchant was the proprietor, uh, the owner, the businessman, or, or the, the, the guy who controls the dry goods shop. Dry goods, it's all goods which are not wet. It's an opposite of wet things. Dry goods shop, probably something like, um, all right, I don't know what, it, what, what to say here. Uh, you know, it's not water for sure. It's the completely opposite things of water. And probably uh, it could be some food, probably, right? Or it could be some uh, goods of uh, um, some uh, stuff for their home or something. Let's double check. Maybe there is a special meaning of the uh, dry shop. Maybe I'm misconnecting it. Um, meaning, yeah, the dry goods shop. Yeah. Actually, yes, there is. It's pretty popular uh, naming for the uh, 1800s, right? Um, thousands, hundreds and thousands of dry goods, wholesaling stores and retail stores in America, um, engaging over a million people in the industry of dry good trades. Yeah, and like I said, it could be, it could be um, a historical term for uh, British Empire as well. Yeah, across the British Empire for sure. Um, and what usage, what is the usage? Uh, yeah, textiles, ready-to-wear clothing. Okay, I was kind of uh, not correct there. So yes, it was not food. It was just a clothing store, right? Dry goods. Yeah, interesting fact, by the way. Um, dry goods store, yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's not all uh, at all. So uh, there was um, a beautiful... Yeah, where am I? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Right, so the proprietor, right, a dry uh, goods shop, and he always demanded that uh, the sheep be sheared in his presence. So uh, this guy, the owner of the dry goods shop, is always demanded, he wanted, demand means want so much, he wanted that the sheep be sheared um, in his presence. So he wanted to see how someone is uh, sharing uh, he, uh, the sheep, right? Because he wanted to know for sure the quality of uh, the fur and uh, he wanted to check the whole process. So that would not be cheated. And he didn't like uh, the cheating in general. Cheating, it's like when you are lying and making um, a bad, bad action related to another person. So a friend had told the boy about the shop and he had taken his sheep there. Yes, so a friend had told the boy about that guy, about that proprietor, and he had taken his sheep uh, there. That's actually the story, how uh, the boy uh, had met uh, the girl and how he is going to that place one more time. And he'll gonna, he's going to be there in four days, all right? And uh, next is coming the discussion between boy and this beautiful girl. Let's dive in, shall we? I need to sell some wool, the boy told the merchant. Oh, it's uh, not between the girl and uh, uh, the boy. It's just uh, the starter, the starter with the merchant. I need to sell some wool, the boy told the merchant. The shop was busy and the man asked the shepherd to wait until the afternoon. 
So the boy sat on the steps of the shop and uh, took a book from his bag. I didn't know shepherds knew how to read, said a girl's voice behind him. The girl was typical of the region of Andalusia. Andalusia, yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken. With flowing black hair and eyes that vaguely recalled the Moorish conquerors. Oh, what a beautiful description. So, um, yeah, let's begin from that part. So they started a discussion with a merchant, right? So, uh, and the merchant said um, uh, that uh, the shop was very busy and the man asked uh, Shepard to wait until the afternoon. So, and the boy, he was just uh, waiting on the steps of the shop, right? He took a book, he started probably the reading and uh, the girl starts the conversation, started the conversation. I didn't know, she said. Shepherds knew how to read, uh, said the girl, and uh, the girl stood behind the shepherd. The girl was typical of the region of uh, Andalusia, Andalusia, with flowing uh, black hair. Flowing uh, black hair, what a beautiful description, and uh, let's uh, discuss what does it mean, shall we? I guess it's uh, pretty fair to describe it. Um, yeah, I guess it is. So flowing, it's the case of um, long hair, right? And um, it's kind of um, beautiful, probably, right? It's very sleek, you know, smooth, smooth hair, you know, that's a flowing hair. It's like uh, with a flow, you know, the word flow, uh, I think this pretty connected uh, the, the, the these uh, beautiful um, hair were um, flowing and black, and the eyes of the girl vaguely recalled the Moorish conquerors. Yeah, what does it mean, uh, vaguely? It's another good word uh, we see here, vocab. It means slightly. It means a little bit, or a little, or a bit. So, vaguely, recalled, it means uh, you see some similarities uh, from uh, Moorish conquerors. Uh, who are Moorish conquerors? That's a pretty good question. Let me see and ask Dr. Google about that. So Moorish conquerors is uh, the guys from Cordoba. It's pretty long historical part, probably. The Moors. Uh, Moors, it's like the group. Um, yeah, it's a Christian Europeans uh, to designate the Muslim population of Maghreb, Maghreb, Isle Andalus, uh, Iberian, Iberian Peninsula, yeah, uh, Sicily, all right, or Malta, okay, it's a middle-aged uh, Malta group, okay, Christian Europeans, pretty good, so as you know, the place of Malta right now, probably that's the place related to that, and there were like Moorish conquerors like this. Uh, probably they were like these knights, beautiful knights with a red, a red um, cross on their shields. Well, the girl was pretty beautiful, what they tried to say. Flowing, black hair, just amazing, straight, long, um, nice and neat black hair. And uh, vaguely, um, and her eyes vaguely, just a little bit, recalled the Moorish conquerors. I don't know how can you say that, but probably you can. Uh, 
Well, usually I learn uh, more from sheep than from books. Uh, the the guy answered, he answered. During uh, the two hours that they talked, she told him she was uh, the merchant's daughter and spoke of life in the village where each day was like all the others. The shepherd told her of the uh, Andalusian countryside and uh, related the news from the other towns where he had stopped. It was a pleasant change from uh, talking to his sheep. How did you learn to read? The girl asked at one point. Like everybody learns, he said, in school. Well, if you know how to read, why are you just a shepherd? Okay, let's discuss this part first, okay? Um, so they had a little discussion, right? They, they had been talking for about two hours, right? And during the two hours, they uh, talked, uh, you know, she told him who she was or, uh, yeah, something that like this. And she was the merchant's daughter. And uh, they spoke of life uh, in the village where each day were like all the others, right? And uh, the shepherd told her the this uh, um, Andalusian countryside uh, lifestyle and uh, got some news for her, uh, told some news. Um, and yeah, from other uh, towns, right? Because uh, she lived only in one small place and he kind of traveled from one place to another. Um, it was a pleasant change from uh, talking uh, to his sheep, he said as well. So he's more... A guy who is speaking with uh, uh, his sheep uh, instead of people, as I understand. So, how did you learn to read? Uh, the girl asked at the one point. Like everybody learns, he said, in school. And, uh, well, if you know how to read, why are you just a shepherd? So, um, this is a little bit, you know, conflicty, I would say. This is a little bit um, bogus. Uh, to say like this, like, oh, you can read, why are you um, uh, just a shepherd, right? Uh, yeah, maybe that time shepherd was uh, the useless profession, but I think uh, it's a pretty good, uh, you know, vibe uh, people have who are just shepherds. They're free and they have uh, no stress at all. All the, the Only this connection with sheep, with their flock and beautiful uh, life full of freedom, like a wind, you know, like a wind. So, um, that's true. And the boy mumbled an answer on that question because the girl, she asked, well, if you know how to read, why are you just a shepherd? And the boy, uh, not just answered, he mumbled an answer like, like this, you know, mumbled, mumbled an answer and mumbling, uh, this process is when you are very um, quiet, right? Um, you can call it as a synonym as murmuring, muttering, right? Um, so when you say something very, very quiet and uh, people can't hear what you're saying and the boy mumbling, he's, he was mumbling an answer that allowed him to avoid responding to her question. So he didn't answer this question it was just blah, 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 said something and um, he was sure the girl would never understand uh, why that all things happening, right? He went on telling stories about his travels 
and her bright Moorish eyes went wide with fear and surprise. As the time passed, the boy found himself wishing that the day would never end, that her father would stay busy and keep him waiting for three days. He recognized that he was feeling something he had never experienced before, the desire to live in one place forever. With the girl, with the raven hair, his days would never be the same again. But finally the merchant appeared and asked the boy to shear for sheep, and he paid for the wool and asked the shepherd to come back the following year. And actually, that was like the introduction, that was the story. That's why we see a lot of past perfect tense here. Had, 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 um, sad, or whatever. So, he, um, we can see a lot of perfect tense here about the past. He's kind of sharing this important story uh, with us, and uh, we are very concentrated here. Yes, so that was uh, the introduction for that uh, connection between boy and the girl, uh, they had met before, and they had met before in these beautiful circumstances when uh, they had a beautiful discussion for two hours, and uh, she thought that she said that uh, she's a merchant's daughter, and they spoke of life. Uh, she said that she is a, she has a very boring life, but the guy said that he's great. He had been traveling pretty much a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, they had a nice socializing uh, finished. And then um, she asked a very bogus question. So you can read, why do you um, have a terrible, um, a terrible profession owner? <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, he was just a shepherd, right? And the shepherd who uh, could uh, read, right? And this was kind of bogus to ask. But anyway... Uh, so he avoided the, this um, question, why you are the shepherd. He just mumbled something blah, 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 like this mumbling. And then uh, that moment, uh, the boy realized that that girl uh, was that beautiful. The raven hair girl was amazing. And probably I want to double check what this raven means in this case scenario. Um, classically, raven is... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's type of uh, um, um, uh, bird, right? Raven, you know, night raven or something. And uh, yeah, uh, the meaning is pretty simple. Raven hair, it means very black hair, super black, uh, lustrous black, right? Um, very black and lustrous. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear to be said here. And finally, um, the merchant appeared and uh, he asked the boy to shear uh, four sheep. Uh, exactly four, and uh, he paid uh, well for the wool of these sheep, and uh, he asked the shepherd to come back uh, the following year, next year. And the next upcoming event is actually the story which goes to uh, the next steps of that journey. And uh, to be honest, it's already uh, more than 27 minutes of our podcast episode, and I'm ready to continue our reading later on uh, next episode. I'm really excited to say uh, thank you all, guys, for your support. Um, you can always go to emotionalenglish.ru to check our latest episodes of our podcast. 
or you can check all the uh, resources you use for listening to this information. Uh, or you can check on emotionalenglish.ru uh, the information of uh, when and uh, when and uh, where is the upcoming event is taking place. So just let me know if you have any questions. Uh, send me your message to my uh, Telegram or WhatsApp or any other messenger. Uh, just let me know what you think about our podcast episodes. Let me know what topics you're interested in. I know that you guys, uh, most of you guys, interested in the personal development topics. And I uh, promise you I will publish more of these. And uh, thank you all for being with us today. I'll uh, stay in touch. And next time we'll go to the part number three of uh, our The Alchemist uh, first chapter. <laughs> and uh, we'll continue reading and discussing the beautiful story of The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Thank you all, guys, and I hug you all. And uh, don't forget to uh, teach, or not teach, it's me who is teaching, uh, to learn English as more as you can. Listen at least one hour a day of English language to be very successful with your practice. Thank you so much, and I see you very soon. Bye-bye.